There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's Friday, April 22nd. Inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Learn how Steamfitters can benefit your business at steamfitters-602.org. Here are the stories we're working on today. A group of protesters who have disrupted D.C. before took to the streets again this Earth Day to raise awareness to D.C.'s investment in natural gas and the need for alternatives. We talked to WTOP's Alejandro Alvarez about their dramatic acts of civil disobedience. They believe that there is no alternative other than to put themselves on the line. And how much better for the environment is taking the metro than driving your car? We talked to its director of sustainability. Transit is your most easily accessible, big impact sustainability choice. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. Earth Day started as a day of nonviolent demonstration for a cleaner and healthier world. More than 50 years later, protesters took to the streets of D.C. throughout the day to draw attention to what they say is an urgent need to de-invest from fossil fuels and to save our planet. WTOP's Alejandro Alvarez spent his morning and his afternoon following a group of protesters with Extinction Rebellion, which has been known to go big to draw attention to its causes before. So Alejandro, Earth Day in D.C. started in a protest and it was a pretty dramatic scene. I guess you were reporting there was a woman who was rappelling off the Wilson Building, which is City Hall. Um, Tell us what you saw. That's correct. So it was an activist with Extinction Rebellion. That is the local chapter of the International Extinction Rebellion group. And they kicked off a new campaign today pressuring the city and the utility provider Washington Gas to move away from methane gas, which they say is polluting uh, and impacting the city's safety. So as part of that protest, about uh, 30 to 40 people marched on the Wilson Building, which houses the D.C. Council and the mayor's office. And once they got to the building, it turned out that a woman had climbed halfway up the face of the building and hung a banner which says, Stop You Fossil Fuels. And uh, there were two D.C. fire engines on the scene as she was climbing the face of the building. They extended a ladder from one of the trucks uh, to bring her down. People dying! Tell the truth! Climate lying! Please do! And uh, later they brought the banner down itself. And that woman was arrested uh, by uh, the MPD officers who were on the scene. Uh, Unclear what charges, uh, but she was transported elsewhere. And just so I'm getting this right, is she like free climbing this building or was she kind of like hooked up and was it dangerous? Was it safe? So she she was hooked up. And, and what I understand is that she was actually on scene for quite a bit of time before the protest march actually arrived. Mm. Uh, when the protests began to kind of congregate at the steps of the building, she went ahead and dropped that banner. So she had a quite a bit of uh, what I guess you could refer to as climbing gear on her. She had a hard hat on. I guess what you, you could call a pulley system attached to herself and part of the building. So, you know, there was quite a bit of safety thinking that went into this. Yeah, she came um, prepared. So, exactly. Uh, and uh, I should mention that this group, Extinction Rebellion, has used this tactic before. So they do have uh, a bit of experience with it. They did a similar 
testing against fossil fuel use outside the Chamber of Commerce last year. We talk about fossil fuels, and I think a lot of people, I mean, honestly, don't know what that means. It's such a huge, vague term. Just to be clear, they're calling for specifics here, right? They're, they're asking the D.C. government to stop Washington Gas from repairing their gas lines and instead spend money on more sustainable and, and safer alternatives. Can you talk more specifically about what they're asking? That's right. So the campaign which Extinction Rebellion D.C. began today is called End Methane Electrified D.C. And they are specifically taking aim at Washington Gas, natural gas provider, which is seeking to invest uh, a, a large sum of money in repairing the city's aging gas infrastructure. The argument that this group is making is that instead of putting that money into repairing or investing in, in natural gas, that money would be better spent in electrifying the grid, transitioning the city off of gas stovetops, for example, to electric stovetops, which they say are safer and healthier for the city's residents. And in making those demands, they cite over the past couple of years studies, which they say have come out, which uh, reveal uh, methane gas leaks around the city or studies which which they say portray uh, gas infrastructure as posing a pollutant hazard for the city's community. Mm. So sustainability and safety of D.C. residents. So, Alejandro, you've been covering protests in this area for years now. What stood out to you? Was there an urgency you sensed? So I, I think that the group Extinction Rebellion stands out to me in general because of of their devotion to what they call or what in the activist community is called direct action, which means being more confrontational in tactics, uh, engaging in what is referred to as civil disobedience that can be blocking traffic or, as we saw in today's case, scaling up the side of a building to drop down a banner. And I think that Extinction Rebellion is interesting because it is comprised of people who, who believe that there is no longer any alternative to engaging in that disruptive action. And we saw actions today, not just here in D.C., but also in New York City, coinciding with Earth Day. I don't know if you heard, but 41 rebels got arrested this week in New York. Can we hear it for our comrades in New York? <laughs> these different Extinction Rebellion chapters are partaking in these actions because they believe that there is no alternative other than to put themselves on the line because they believe that these stability of the world is on the line, and if nothing is done now, then it, it'll be too late. And Alejandro, who makes up the group of Extinction Rebellion? Are these younger folks? It does tend to be younger folks. In fact, there was a contingent from uh, Towson University who was here, and that was the theater group uh, who put on a bit of an act in front of the Wilson building while this banner was being dropped which involved putting on gas masks and parading around with a, a large figure that was uh, composed of fake money. Um, uh, you know, people of all ages come out, um, including veterans of past activist movements, uh, including the anti-war movement back in the early 2000s against the Iraq War, who are now switching roles, uh, essentially, from uh, anti-war activism into climate activism, which they see as the most pressing need right now. Well, Alejandro, first of all, we have to uh, say that your photos from the scene are just incredible, and we'll have them up on social media as well. Speaking about climate change, I mean, it's it's interesting because it feels to me like a lot of times Earth Day has been a really positive, happy, exciting day. And today, even on the Google Doodle, it's showing, you know, just this erosion of forest land, this, you know, erosion of the polar ice caps. And it really is, it feels like you said, Luke, a little more urgent 
uh, this year than it has in years past. We appreciate you, you know, joining us from downtown D.C. to kind of share what these protesters' message is. Thank you. And we reached out to Washington Gas to see if they had a response to these specific claims made against them by Extinction Rebellion. They sent us a link to their webpage with their climate action plan. You can read more about that at WTOP.com. And after the break, we'll talk to the director of sustainability at one of our region's biggest consumers of energy. If you want to save money and grow profits on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project, go with the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. You can trust the experience of its workforce, members who have expertise in heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and process piping to deliver work that's on time and on budget. For a partner you can trust who's mutually focused on your bottom line and to schedule, contact Steamfitters Local 602 at steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. So a recent report from the United Nations says that one quarter of greenhouse gas emissions comes from the transportation industry. And this figure plays out here in the D.C. region. The Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority, or Metro, is one of our area's largest energy consumers, making them a key sustainability player. Joining us now on Zoom is Rachel Healy, Director of Sustainability at Metro. Uh, Rachel, first of all, thanks for being here today. It is Earth Day. How much greener is taking Metro than driving to work? Because while it may be less convenient for some of us who, you know, prefer to drive with gas prices rising, some may be reconsidering taking public transportation. So what is the real environmental impact we would make by taking Metro? Well, first, thank you for having me. Um, Secondly, did you know that actually taking a similar trip with Metro instead of through a car reduces your greenhouse gas emissions on average by about 48%? So it really has a large impact on your transportation emissions to switch to metro rail or metro bus. And so obviously taking the metro is the more sustainable option. But metro, interestingly enough, is also our area's biggest you know, energy consumer. Uh, per your own report, you know, metro has an annual energy consumption that's equal to around two thirds of the output of a coal power plant. You know, so that's a lot of energy. So how does metro you know, also see their energy use and how do they try to mitigate that? So because Metro is one of the largest electricity consumers in the region, decarbonizing Metro's electricity consumption is an important step of, to achieving regional clean energy goals. Whether that's through efficiency, we have our energy action plan, which we've had in place uh, since 2020, and also uh, through our consumption. So in 2021, Metro awarded a four-year electric supply contract that requires the energy supplier to provide 50% of its electricity from renewables. Another part of Metro's green energy plan that we saw earlier this week, you all announced the installation of a solar canopy, 240 solar panels on top of a parking structure at the Anacostia station, the first of five stations to get solar. It's supposed to generate electricity equivalent to the power used each year by 165 houses, which is pretty impressive. But do you know what that energy is going to be used for? Sure. That energy is going into the community solar market. So it's going to be used by regional businesses and residences. So that's really exciting for us that we can use our property to make good for the region. And another part of your you know, green plan is in 25 years, by 2045, all Metro buses are going to be 100% emissions-free. So how does Metro plan to do that? You know, it's quite a, a number, 100% emissions-free. Um, what's the reality here? How can, we, how can we do that? So obviously, we run the biggest electric fleet in the region with our electric trains. Moving our bus 
fleet over to electric, that's going to affect communities. Um, the, the communities we drive through will be quieter. The ride for people will be quieter. Um, and the pollution in, in the communities that we go through um, will be less and the quality of health in those communities will be greater. So we're talking about this service, but with all due respect, there are some reliability issues and there have been in the past. Do you think that the goals that Metro is setting for its sustainability plan are realistic goals? I think they're aggressive, but achievable. Why, why are they aggressive? I mean, aggressive is a good thing in this conversation, but is it something that the consumer will see soon? Well, I think they're already seeing changes. Number one, the fact that there is something out there that can reduce your transportation emissions by 48% tomorrow, that's soon. That's now. That's something in action you can take today. Right. And then we're putting in 10 megawatts of solar over the next year and a half. That's soon. That's now. And we're rolling out uh, you know, zero emission bus. That's going to take a while, but we're doing it. You know, ridership is, you know, low right now, which means that more people are taking their cars. More people are not taking this sustainable option. So what role does kind of ridership play in increasing or affecting the sustainability of of our region as a whole? So the region has some pretty aggressive uh, sustainability goals, and we really can't reach those goals, those targets without people taking transit, without transit ridership, without people biking, walking, and using transit in order to get around. Can I just ask you, too, as as a sustainability expert, when you have an Earth Day and all of this focus is on sustainability and everybody wants to talk about it and think about it and how much plastic are you using, like, I mean, beyond just your job, right? Just having this top of mind today, does that give us an opportunity as a community to, to rethink this and how Metro plays into that? I think it does. I think it really does, because because I think people do want to do the they, they want to do what they can do. And I don't know whether or not the message that transit is your most easily accessible, big impact sustainability choice has gotten across to folks. So this is a really important time. This is a really important year for that reason, because this really is becoming part of the conversation and people are becoming more aware of the fact that transit is an easy ticket to having your trans, almost having your transportation emissions. So as we're transitioning back to our workplaces, as we are coming out of the pandemic, reconsidering how you travel, whether that be walking, biking, transit, or some combination, metro rail, metro bus, it's really important to consider what the impacts of, of how you travel are. That's a great place to end it. Again, that's Director of Sustainability at Metro, Rachel Healy. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, and so before we go, Luke, we've been talking about the big kind of scary things about Earth Day and climate change and mm. the things we need to take responsibility for. But there's also some fun to be had this weekend when it comes to Earth Day. Oh, good. There's a ton of different events around town, and we have all these details at WTOP.com. So first, if you want to, you know, kind of take advantage of this civil disobedience that's happening and raise your voice as well, there's a huge demonstration against deforestation um, downtown in D.C. Okay. But in Arlington, there's a place where you can drop off like all those things in your house that you don't know what to do with. Metal, paint, computers, batteries, pesticides, all that stuff. They're also taking bikes. Oh, wow. I guess during COVID, the cost of a bike was like skyrocketing because people just had nothing to do and wanted mm. to bike. 
Um, so there's very few bikes out there for people who need them. And if you aren't using yours or it's too small, your kid grew out of their bike, you can donate it. In Falls Church, this is very cool, artist Michael Albert, who is a collage artist, is heading this hands-on workshop where you can create a collage out of recycled cereal boxes. Oh, wow. So it could be like a kitchen pop art thing, you know, yeah. if you're like really into Frosted Flakes or something. I don't know. What's your favorite cereal? Ooh, my favorite cereal is a Cinnamon Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Jeez, yeah, I Ooh. forgot the name of it. Not a big cereal guy anymore. I was a big Lucky Charms fan when nice. I was a kid, so I wouldn't mind a Lucky Charms collage. Mm. And then in Montgomery County, they're doing this massive event Saturday um, for families if you're looking for something to do with the kids. Apparently, at Wheaton Regional Park, they're going to have this electric truck, the first electric truck you can see. You can win some plants. You can climb some trees. You wow. can get grub at a food truck, get your face painted. I mean, I might go. I haven't had my face painted in forever. Not bad. And the Earth is providing a beautiful weekend, too, which is not not bad either. It's I supposed mean, to be like in the high, mid-70s. Yeah, it might get a little too hot to like 80s. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Well, whatever you do, have a great weekend. And thank you for being a part of our first week of the DMV Download. We really want to know what you think. Please rate and review us. Um, yes. And give us some feedback, honestly, because we are still creating this thing and making it as good as it can be. Yes, it is a living thing. So let us know what you think. We are sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602, and this show is produced by me, Megan Cloherty. And me, Luke Garrett. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab. And our music is by Real World. You can find out more about the show and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and on the WTOP News app. Have a great weekend, guys.